podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, it's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots podcast for yet another match preview, which will see us preview Southampton versus Newcastle United. Um, as always, I'm joined by my man by the right-hand side, Mr. Mark Walker. Was it your left? <laughs> well, it depends which way you're looking, whether you're viewing it straight on or through a mirror, I suppose. <laughs> How are you, Mark? I feel like I see you nearly every day these days. <laughs> can I keep her apart, can you? <laughs> but yeah, um, as you can see, or if you're all listening, we have Ian here. Uh, Ian, coming a regular, you even got the invite to the Gallagher Shots WhatsApp group I know, this that's, afternoon. That's <laughs> when I've made it in life. What a, what a day. And we are joined by, some people might recognise this face and this voice, Andy Burnham's back. <laughs> Now then. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, mate. Thanks for having me back. Anytime, mate. We, we always said the door's wide open for your return. So here he is back on the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel. So let's just get straight into it. Mark, Newcastle United's run of form. Almost second to none. I think it's only Liverpool who, who have done a little bit better than us. Um, but, mate... It's a huge game for us on Thursday night, not necessarily in regards to relegation battle or because I think we've done enough or just about done enough. But Southampton's a tough game. It's probably the, the, the toughest one to date, I would say. Yeah, I think probably in the in the run that we've we've been having, this is one of the ones that I kind of earmarked as a one of the games where we might come a little bit unstuck um, and we've got a, a couple of them in, in, in short succession in the, in the next couple of games. Um, they're a good team at the minute, aren't they? Um, Hassan Hootel's got them playing some good football. They're uh, putting a lot of good performances together, getting results and they're, they're right up the top there with the, the performance table as well alongside, alongside of us. So it's definitely one where we're going to need to be uh, at our best to, to, to come away with something. Yeah, Andy, it's a shame that we'll probably can't be our best because apparently we're not allowed to, to play any of our January signings in this fixture. Yeah, I know it's mad. And I'm sure he won't play any of the players who have uh, come back from injury for Southampton either. <laughs> yeah, that was all very strange at the time, wasn't it? And obviously a lot of the talks being about, obviously everyone's raving about how at the minute and you've got lots of fans of other teams saying, well, it's easy when you've got infinite money. But ironically, it's not really been the new signs at all, has it? Obviously at the start with Trippier um, and just the lift everyone had with him coming in and obviously yeah we've got burn and wood who've done well as well but the just the way everyone's playing at the minute um new signings aren't even getting in the team so it's an amazing problem for us to have Unheard just step of. up a level just step up a level having every, every single player that was already there before um the january transfer window is all up the game and they've had to because the, there's there's competition there basically now andy that's all that is yeah it is and i think that's all we've been crying out for We've always had a team where we've had sort of five or six good players, but then you're only as good as your worst player. And now we've finally kind of plugged those gaps where 
you know, we've we've had Wilson and St. Maxim on the past couple of seasons, but then we've been plugging in Kieran Clark at centre back and Kraft at you know right back and left back, and we finally plugged those gaps. And I think the prime example of someone who's had a kick up the backside is Willock. He probably thought after the way he ended last season, scoring for fun, and then he thought, I'm just a shoehorn into this team. It's easy. Um, and then all of a sudden seeing potentially a world-class player in Bruno, we don't know because we haven't seen him, but having mm-hmm. him come in and he's thinking, right, shit, he's genuinely in my position. Um, I'm going to be the first one out here. Um, you can see it's night and day, isn't it? Yeah, you spoke about Bruno there. I'll, I'll come to you, Ian. Um, I'm not sure if you've watched the, the Kieran Trippier podcast with True Jordy yet, but Trippier mentions on there that he was well aware of Bruno before he obviously he was signed for Newcastle. You heard about him when he was in Spain. The Brazilian dads were speaking about the talent that he had as well. And it makes you excited to see him getting on the field. But are we going to see him in this game or is it going to be the same starting eleven? It's a difficult one. Obviously, with the, the amount of games that you're going up, there's going to be some changes at some point. Um, I think... Because you've got Southampton, I don't think it's going to be an easy game at all. I think it's going to be probably as difficult as as sort of Chelsea away. I think we're saying just before we came on that they've lost one home game all season, which is well, since since the turn of the new year they've lost two games: once against Wolves and just last weekend against Villa. Um, so it's it's going to be a very difficult game. I don't know whether Howell will approach it to see this is probably the game you're more likely to get a result and, and keep the same team and then maybe make changes for the Chelsea one. But um, at, at the minute, again, I think sort of definitely in the run that we've had, the, the game on Saturday was probably the worst performance. But again, we've got three points. It's a it's a different kind of win. We talked about this in one of, I think it was the, uh, the Brentford preview. It's There's wins where we've controlled the game. There's wins where we've had to come from behind us. And, and this one was where we haven't played well at all and still got three points. So it would be interesting to see if he does make any changes. I would think that he would probably keep it the same and then make a change for the next game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's, well, Saturday to Thursday, what's that, four or five days um, be, before your next game? I think it's probably Sunday where we're going to see the, the switch around in players, I would have thought, Mark. I think if I remember right, on, on Monday night on the Always Smiling that kind of good word, Always Smiling Faces podcast. Um, you were expecting changes coming Thursday night. Yeah, I think so. Just on the way that the midfield have been playing, like you, you could see, um, particularly John Joe Fraser, what we've talked around that the by by kind of that that 60 70 minute mark they were they were blown out their arses they, they were knackered because that's the the level of intensity that the that they're playing at in the game and um as has been well publicized by the the player interviews and that kind of thing they're putting that amount of effort in in training as well so it comes to a point where there's you know the, there's only so much you can give before your your batteries start draining down and, and i think that's maybe where we will then kind of look to to bring in some of the players it, it might well be a, a case of, of like ian saying give give them a an hour and bring and in, introduce them after that um it, it might well be that chelsea's the one that we we do make those the, those those changes for for um the one that i, I kind of would see happening and would hope to see again is something that we've probably mentioned the last two or three games is is that right back position um as Andy's just mentioned you you, you look at your weakest position and you know meaning no dis- disrespect to Emil Kraft but he is probably the the weakest link in that team at the moment and uh 
if Javier Manquillo comes in into that right back position, it just gives you that little bit more strength, the little bit more um, positional awareness and um, an upgrade on Emil Kraft. And, and that's that's what you're looking for. Just those small, small gains in the team to just to, just to push your, your levels that little bit further, further up. And, and he, he absolutely does that for me. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Mark. I think Emil Kraft, over, over the last couple of games, he, he's been improving. So I think it'd be pretty harsh to take him out of that one and put Mankiw in. And you know I'm a big Mankiw fan. And bringing him from, from the cold, returning from, from a muscle injury, I think it was. It's, for me, I'm not sure if you agree, Andy, but, but Kraft keeps his spot. He's definitely been better. I think you can see that Howe's tried to drill some intensity into him because I find when, especially when we were playing sort of five at the back under Bruce, his way of defending was basically just back off until they had a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see straight away that now when the ball goes up and this is what Trippy is absolutely incredible at is he just, he actually tries to intercept the ball or at least give you some contact when on the first touch. So he is definitely doing better at that. And he's not, he's not a horrible footballer. Technically he can control the ball and pass it. And now we've obviously got competent footballers around him. He's less of a liability. Whereas previously, he was panicking, passing it to Lascelles. He was panicking, giving it to Clark, and then the whole back yeah. four just crumbled. So I'm the same. I, I love Mankio. Um, he must be poor in training because managers don't seem to like him for whatever reason. But I think we can all say he's a good footballer. I mean, he was, you know, playing for Liverpool when they were. Well, mind you, that was when they had Carroll, so maybe not the best example. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he had the potential to be a great footballer, and he still is good. I think he shocked a lot of people, Mankio, when he came um, to, to the club people think a bit underwhelmed by the Mankio coming in the team but I think he's he's really made a, a lot of people eat humble pine um he's always done well when when asked upon obviously there's been a couple of games where he has been poor like any other footballer but he's done all right majority yeah I agree um I was probably one of the people that was quite under underwhelmed by him coming um and then I think it was sort of when he had that, possibly it was towards the end of last season, might be in the season before, he had a sort of string of games where he performed really well. Yeah, great run, yeah. Um, I think, obviously, he's carried that into this season. Um, and as a, a sort of a backup right back, obviously, I mean, Trippi has out at the minute. He's he's a he's a sort of a really good option to have. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult one because I, I, I agree with you in a sense that I think Kraft has done better. Um he certainly improved. It, he did look to be got at on Saturday against Brighton, but I think he handled it for the most part very, very well. But um, again, in terms of what Mark said, I think Mankiw does offer you that bit more. But I keep saying on sort of the previews, I wouldn't change a winning formula. And at the minute, Kraft's been part of that. So it would probably be a little bit harsh on his on his behalf. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does start. And then, like I say... Um, Mankio come in for the Chelsea game. Mm. Uh, Mark, um, I, I spoke about this after we recorded the podcast on Monday night that apparently Saint is back away, he's back abroad, apparently, hence why he wasn't at the Football Writers Awards on Sunday night. Um, is that a concern for you that he once again might not be featuring in the squad? It's it's a strange one, isn't it? You, you can only hope that he's going to get a, a little bit more treatment and he's going to Pop in, up in a oxygen chamber with his watch on, playing his little board <laughs> game or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but let's you know, let's not start any more conspiracy theories a, a, around that. It 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 seems an odd decision for him to go away when we have got a game this close. Um, 
he couldn't have had that much training time last week. So whether or not it's maybe just a, a flying visit and he's and he's back, um, you would you would hope it's it's that because you know he's I'm, I I can be a critic of him at, at times when a you know when things aren't going great, but he, he he is still that threat and he and he certainly showed it when he he did come on at the in the late stages at, at the weekend of of what he what he gives us going forward and just relieving some of that pressure. So. Um, it's he's he's one that you need, if not in the squad, certainly around there on the the bench to to come back on. Um, you just hope it's nothing nothing too serious. That which is why he's having to have these these reoccurring visits. Yeah, um, like Mark just said, there, Andy, it's a great outlet to have seen off the bench. It's fantastic when he's in the starting eleven, but. Newcastle needed a change against Brighton later on in the game, mm-hmm. and Saint brought that change. He he relieved a lot of the pressure by running, carrying the ball 30, 40 yards uh, up the field, and he's a great asset to, to this club, and, and like Mark said, hopefully he is back in that squad at, at some point, because I think we need him at times like this. Oh yeah, definitely. D- despite his uh, his issues in terms of you know sometimes he starts flagging sixty minutes into the game. He's still our best player, and you know he obviously thinks above his station a bit. After Julian, tri- come on, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. After the three Joe goes, <laughs> uh, obviously Trippier was saying in his interview that Maximin puts himself up as being a Ballon d'Or winner potentially in the future, and obviously he's got that x factor about him and i think the brighton game is a prime example of a time where we're not going to dominate every game you do need someone that can just carry the ball for 60 yards up the pitch i think that was one of the you know st maximum but also it was one of the times where we thought yeah maybe this is a time for bruno because we couldn't keep hold of the ball and he almost had to play his older role of last season where it was just no one else wants to do anything can you just run with the ball for a bit do the forest gump roll basically yeah and just take up the pitch and even if you just waste 10 seconds running the ball up that's better than them having the ball for 10 seconds on the edge of your box. So, yeah, I'm hoping he's fit. I'm hoping that it's just... I'm not hoping it's a family issue. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's not a social-related issue. issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's not a football-related issue. Maybe he just needs to put some more Helios stickers off. Uh, you don't know whether it's an issue with his wife, his baby mother, or he's just his bit on the side. <laughs> yeah, as long as his legs are fine. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Ian, is, is this a game that worries you now? Um, I've, I've said considering that about... the form that we've been in, we've been yeah. in great form. It's eight unbeaten now. Do you think? And I'm normally quite positive, but but for me personally, this is the one way I'm thinking. Oh, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. To be honest, out of the the run that we've went on, the only sort of results that that I've thought we would get would be um, I thought it would be Brighton. Uh, I knew it was going to be a hard game. And I thought we would beat Everton. How those are the two that I was really confident about. The other ones, every sort of game I've come up, I've been like, ah, I think probably not going to get a result here. Um, and this, I think the same applies. I, it's a very, very difficult game. Um, and I would probably snap your hands off for a, a, a draw. But um, I think the the forward that they have on load from Chelsea, Brozier, I think he's he's a real quality player. Um, they, they can hurt you from midfield as well. And they've got Ward Prowse, who's a danger from, from set pieces. So no clumsy tackles on the edge of the box, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think it is a game that worries us. And I th- if I'm if I'm looking at it realistically, I, I think we'll probably, the run will come to an end. But like I say, I've, I've thought that about the majority of the games and we'll just keep going, keep ticking along nicely, as a, as yeah. a previous manager would have said. Mark, um, I'll come straight. We'll, we'll we'll start going around where, where 
score predictions on this one, Mark. Um, I always come to you first. I don't know why, because you always take the longest to answer <laughs> the question. Um, but give give away your, your head and your heart like you normally do. Well, I mean, the bookies are very rarely, rarely wrong on, on these kind of things. And they've got a Southampton win at, at practically evens and the draw it round about two to one. Speaking and... of evens, mate, the last um, our our um, form against Southampton, it's pretty split. So I think we've got six wins each and five draws, if I remember right. When I looked, it's it's pretty even when we're going head to head. Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly got a bit a bit better in recent years because you know, go go through the nineties and in two thousands, we just we couldn't get a result down there. Um, and until recently, but I'm I, I, mad I, fucking Letizia, that's right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but I think, like like Ian says, I think you you'd love to get a win, but I think realistically, a draw is probably where I, where I'm at with it. Um, and again, that's that's probably a little bit of hope in in that one, because um, it is a, a real banana skin for us. Not 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 in a in a way because you know we should be expecting to get something more so in just with the, the confidence that we've got the way that we're playing that you you would you would hope we would. But they're they're equally as good at the moment, and you know their their record at home, losing losing once in fifteen games at home is is phenomenal so it's uh it, it it's it's going to be a tough tough game so i'm gonna i'm gonna go for one one okay um ian I, I did bypass your score prediction so i'll come straight back to you mate. <laughs> um with with this one again i think i think i'm just stuck in the mentality of a fan of like just always expecting doom and gloom but i think it's completely different for the players i think sort of the the streak and the mindset sort of the whole club is in at the minute I don't think they'll fear playing anyone. Um, I think it's the other way around, mate. I think yeah, everyone's fear playing us. Um, I would go, and again, this is this is a little bit of sort of hope. Hope. Um, I'd go to two draw. All right. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll take that as well. I, Andy, I would snap on. your hands off for it. <laughs> Andy, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because obviously Southampton have been doing well this year, but they have just come back off a thumping from Villa. But Villa do play a very different system to us with two strikers and a number 10, and we're kind of the opposite Coutinho of that in terms of where we put people. Fire. Yeah, and he is quality. And, you know, we were on about St Maxim, and maybe that's the sort of player where if he turns up, we win the game. Um, really hard one to call. The bubble for us is clearly going to burst eventually, um, but I do think it's going to burst against Chelsea. I think we'll sneak this one 2-1. Oh, Really? Oh mint, mint! I love Christmas, the positivity. Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> I love the positivity. Um, well, last I'm, time, I'm I'm last time I was on, we were terrible. So it's nice to actually <laughs> <laughs> come back on a class now. Maybe it's the first time I've seen you smile, mate. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to agree with, with uh, Mark and Ina. I, I can't see us getting the, the three points of this. I really can't. And I'll probably snap your hand up for for the draw and, and to leave. St Mary's with a point, of course I would, all day long, then just carry that momentum into the Chelsea game. And I think it's a whole different conversation we'll have against when, when we're previewing the Chelsea game. I think I agree with you, Andy. That's probably when our bubble may burst. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, Mark, I'm agreeing with you, 1-1. I mean, you we'll wouldn't mind it. hanging... You wouldn't mind hanging on for that bubble to burst against Chelsea, would you? If we can just keep that unbeaten streak going for another couple of days, get get a point is is great. Um, and it, it it just 
you know what a what a turnaround you you've just got to think of of where we were you know pre christmas um and and the job that Eddie Howe and his team have, have done since coming in and you know the improvement that that we've seen to 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 think that we'd sit sit here 3 months later saying you know we're unbeaten for this long it is mm. is crazy absolutely crazy it is uh, like how many times have we said this Mark, the turnaround that we've seen by not not just the football club but the, the players on the field the existing players that were said right at the start this will go full circle it's it was the existing players that that have really upped the game they've had to because if they hadn't they're going to lose the positions like Andy said with the new rivals coming in and the competition in the team um i think we'll we'll, we'll carry the the unbeaten run on i think we'll we'll make it to sunday fingers crossed um i'm not obviously this game it's 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 going to be tough like like i said at the very start probably the toughest one since the the run of form started it really is um and and fingers crossed we can get something out of it and i think at the end of the day if if we do go down there and if we don't pick any points up we do lose the game you've just got to applaud that run that we've just been on You, you can't start throwing your toys out the pram because it's it, it's been fantastic to watch the turnaround from those players. I think looking back, if if we do, and it is obviously a big if, if we look back and we've won titles and cups and things, I think we will all still remember this turnaround, even if Howe's not the manager at the point we're winning trophies and things. The fact that we went from being the worst team I've ever seen in my lifetime to being <laughs> one of the best. And it, it says a lot about how much we've been drilled down as supporters under Ashley, that yeah. we've gone on but the best winning run in the past decade in our club, and we're still not confident confident about beating Southampton. It's, it's mental, it's really, but it just it's shows crazy. how far we've come in such a short space of time. It does, mate. Um, thank you, boys, for, for joining me. It's been a pleasure, as always. I, I love doing the match previews. I really do. I like doing them. Um, but yeah, um, people who are watching or listening, you can become uh, a member of the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. You do get early access. This will be going out as early access as well. So around about 24 hours before everybody else gets it. Um, I'm going to have to apologize to Ryan Taylor tomorrow night when we do the Ryan Taylor podcast as well, because he was pretty confident that Chris Wood probably wouldn't score for us. Um, hasn't scored since the last time I spoke to Ryan Taylor. So <laughs> I'm speaking to him on Wednesday night, so I'm going to have to apologize to him. Um, but once again, that is for members only. So it's a live phone in, so you can come and, and, and call in and have a chat with Ryan as well. But thanks very much, boys. Fingers crossed, none of us predicted a Newcastle United loss. So you know what's going to happen. <laughs> thanks very much. See you later. Cheers, lads. Podcast Network.